1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed at mace denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Well, another bomb dropped in the NFL today, and fortunately, this bomb um, is not going to affect the Broncos. It's nowhere near Denver. It's nowhere near Los Angeles, and it's nowhere near Las Vegas. Finally, some good news coming out of the AFC West. Time now for the lead.
0: The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk.
1: Well, this kind of came out of nowhere. Tyreek Hill has been traded to the Dolphins for five draft picks, a first, second, and a fourth this year, a fourth and a sixth rounder next year. Dolphins are giving Hill a whopping four-year, $120 million extension, including 72-plus in guarantees. Not $72, not $720,000. $72.2 million guaranteed. He's now the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Devonta Adams held that title for about a week. Hmm. And now, Hill is going to team up with a young and talented Jalen Waddell and Tua. I'm not going to bother trying to pronounce his last name after yesterday's show. Tango Vailoa. There we go. Are the Chiefs Still the favorites in the AFC West.
2: No. Vegas seems to think so. Good for Vegas. I, the, here's the thing. What this does is, for this year, it brings them back to the pack a little bit. And when you have, I think we can now say four teams in the AFC West very closely clustered. Something like schedule makes a difference. And if they're all within one or two games of each other, maybe three at the outside, then the Chargers playing against the Falcons, the Dolphins, with those talented pass catchers, but still looking, looking shaky at quarterback, and the Browns, who may or may not have Deshaun Watson, who knows how long, that looks a lot better than, for example... The Chiefs, who have to go against Tampa Bay, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. And Denver playing Carolina, the Jets, and the Ravens. That's the sort of thing that, when they're bunched together like that, can make a difference in this division between first and third.
1: I would agree. So give me those teams that they're playing.
2: The Chiefs? Uh, Yeah, out 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 of division. Out of the division. They get... The entire NFC West. Okay, I know that. I'm talking about those three games that are different. Okay,
1: are Tampa Bay stop? Who's the better quarterback, Brady or Mahomes? Mahomes. Who's the next team? Cincinnati. Who's the better quarterback, Burrow or Mahomes? Mahomes.
2: Who's the next team? Buffalo. Who's the better quarterback? Maybe slightly Mahomes. Okay, but but you know what? All those three have in common is that they may not be as good as Patrick Mahomes, but they have led their teams to wins over the Chiefs with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill together. And
1: that's fine. In recent times. And with Andy Reid as the head coach, who's the better head coach in terms of devising a game plan? You could take all of those teams and put them together. Who's got the better offensive mind to make an offense not revolve around Tyreek Hill, Andy Reid. What they're losing in Hill is a guy who can stretch the defense. That's what they are missing, and that's big because that leaves a nice, soft underbelly for Travis Kelsey, and I understand that. But Mahomes is still Mahomes, and you and I talked about this walking in here. Outside of having Randy Moss for a couple of years, Tom Brady did not have a whole host of great pass catchers.
2: He had arguably at the t- or at the time the best slot receiver anyone ever seen in Wes Welker.
1: He had one guy. He
2: had one guy. Yeah. One guy. He had one guy. A tight end he at times was stacked. Had oh. Gronk for a long time mm-hmm. for a brief burst right after Randy Moss and part of why they didn't really miss Randy Moss was mm-hmm. cuz they had that burst where they had both Aaron Hernandez yep. and I agree. Rob Gronkowski, which is why I look at kind of where the Chiefs stand draft wise now, and I think there are some in- interesting possibilities here. I mean, maybe your replacement for Tyreek Hill isn't going to be a speed guy. Maybe it's going to be a tight ty- a tight end that is going to be a difficult matchup with teams trying to counter Kelsey. I mean, how does Trey McBride and Travis Kelsey strike you?
1: That'd be unbelievable. Right. And they have a lot of draft capital right mm-hmm. now, and they have a lot of cat cap space. Maybe that cat from Green Bay. Marquez Marquez
2: uh, Valdez-Scantling.
1: He's a fast guy. Just call him MVS. MVS. Boy, he would look really good in a Chiefs uniform because he's a free agent, right? Yeah. He'd look fantastic. He's a guy who could stretch the defense. The bottom line is this. Outside of Tampa Bay, Tom Brady never had a whole host of weapons, and he still found a way to win Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting Travis Kelsey is Rob Gronkowski, but he's pretty darn close. And I don't think any reasonable person would argue that. And now that they just picked up Juju
2: Smith-Schuster, he's a really good wide receiver. Look, no one's saying the Chiefs aren't going to be good and that they're not going to have a good offense. They have Patrick Mahomes. That's what they have.
1: The best quarterback in the league. I don't care who wins the MVP. I don't care who puts up bigger numbers. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. And they still have him. And there have been more than a few quarterbacks who didn't have a lot of great pass catchers who still found a way to win Super Bowls. Losing Hill is important because he stretches the defense. I think the Chiefs are going to be more than fine. And we haven't even hit the draft yet. And we're not even done with free agency, right? So I think the Chiefs are still the favorites because they have Patrick Mahomes. That's why. They have the best quarterback in the league.
2: You don't think there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment and maybe the Chiefs offense lose a little bit of 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 juice and the ability Sure, to, a little bit. Yeah, they're going they can't they can't tax an opposing defense in the same way I'll because ask you, you something. don't have that. And don't forget the Chiefs defense. They the, the Chiefs defense may not be very good this year. It was it was not great in the playoffs at all and you've taken Tyron Matthew out of that. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you've got a team that maybe Its equation is going to have to be winning more shootouts, but you just took away, in terms of targets, arguably their biggest weapon. No question about it. Allow me to throw some stats at you that
1: you already know because you put them in the show notes. Mm -hmm. How is Patrick Mahomes'
2: quarterback rating without... Tyreek Hill. It's pretty good. It's 103.1. And well, no, no oh, one's finished. No, hey, finish. no one's fin- saying that, that Mahomes is all is gonna vanish out of the way. I want you to rattle European.
1: off the stats you put in the show notes. How did what was his quarterback rating with without Tyreek Hill? 103.1 what, and what with was it, it
2: with him? 106.0. Mm. So he's slightly worse. What was his touchdown interception ratio? Uh it was eight I believe it was eight to one without Tyreek Hill. They will
1: find
2: a way because they have Andy Reid as well. well. Look, they're not going to go away. Right. But everybody else has gotten better. And no the, and the Chiefs are again, I'm not saying they're wor- they're much worse. They're still going to be a winning team, but they've put themselves no in a position where with that schedule like I mentioned, the di- the difference in the AFC West could be the Broncos getting a couple of wins over Carolina and the Jets. Yep. And the Chiefs taking a couple of losses at Tampa Bay and to Buffalo, and which is why I can see a scenario where the Broncos are eleven and six and getting a wild card spot and the Chiefs are ten and seven and have their nose pressed up against the glass at playoff time.
1: Dolphins now a major player in the AFC because we talked about I think it was twelve teams. Yeah. Is it now thirteen? It's now thirteen. And who's their head coach? Mike McDaniel, and he's a brilliant offensive mind. I think he will find a way mm-hmm. to utilize Hill and Waddle, who are arguably now the
2: top wide receiver duo in football. They're the fastest, and don't forget they're all they're, they're they also have pretty nice depth of targets elsewhere because they just brought back their tight end Mike Gesicki on, on a franchise tag, and he and he is probably the he may benefit in a way that kind of Travis Kelsey benefited from Tyreek Hill. Right, and Big I mean soft
1: if, underbelly. If
2: you if you're nope. a fa- if you're a fantasy player, if you got Dyna- if you got Mike sicky and you're in a Dan- dynasty fantasy, like you're feel- you're feeling pretty good today right. because he's the guy who's going to feast. And oh, by the way, what is Mike McDaniel's primary gift tactically? It is design. It is run play design and you're going to get to do some run play design with opponents that are fo- that are focused on trying to take away the speed of the of Waddle and Hill and the short to intermediate threat of Gesicki as a pass catcher the play action game is going to be absolutely brilliant Miami's a legitimate threat and this is again you have so basically now in the AFC it's easier to say who is not a threat than who is a threat right who's not a threat Jacksonville by the way with, with a Trevor generational Moore, quarterback. Yes, but they they in the NFC Jacksonville might be a playoff team because uh, they're going to they're going to be much improved. Oh yeah,
1: well they couldn't get much worse. Right.
2: But it's not hard to see them in in the NFC winning 10 games. I think they're going to be hard Oh, that's They're going to be hard pressed to do that in the AFC. Houston they're basically playing for the future. The Jets Still a long ways off. But you can't discount New England, even though they've lost a lot. Yeah. They've lost not only Casey Jackson, but they lose a lot with Josh McDaniels calling plays, walking out the door, too. No.
1: They won Super Bowls without him, didn't they? Uh, actually, they did not. Never won a Super Bowl without Josh McDaniels. Uh, so the if, first two Super Bowls, Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator.
2: No, he was on their staff. You okay. you asked if they was on if he was they won without. him. Okay. they never won a Super Bowl without Josh McDaniels. Okay, on their if staff. he's serving he
1: water, goes. he's still on the staff and he gets a ring. He was
2: working with the quarterbacks then. Okay, yeah.
1: Please, please, you know the difference. I'm talking about offensive coordinator, and you know that. Way's off, way 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 back, way back. Yeah, they they will be just fine. And oh by the way, they made the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Who made the Pro Bowl? Granted, with, McDaniels he's down call, the list. with
2: McDaniel's, calling the plays, right? I, th- I think I think they've let a lot. They they lost a lot of institutional knowledge there when he when he left, and then you factor in with J.C. Jackson's. It's not hard to visualize the Patriots being the third place, third best team in the AFC East today. Now that the, the Dolphins have made this deal, and then they they signed Taron Armstead yesterday. Of course, now it's a question of whether Armstead can stay healthy. But the point being is that right now, I you can't even rule out Pittsburgh because. As long as Mike Tomlin's there and as long as they have the studs they have on defense, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh isn't going to be a pushover to anybody. By the way, so by- there, are, there are literally only three teams today, I think, in the AFC Jets, Jaguars, Texans that you say they don't have a shot. What year was Josh McDaniels here? 09 uh, through 11. Mm. Through 11? No, 09 the- through 10. He was in St. Louis through 11. But remember, the, it was kind of controversial mm-hmm. when the Patriots got in the playoffs after yeah. the Rams had fired him. Right, they brought Josh McDaniels on their staff for the playoffs, and they went to the Super Bowl.
1: Mm. Was he the offensive coordinator? He was basically running their offense when he came in. Yes, mm. they still went fourteen and two in two thousand and ten. Yeah, without Joshua boy, right? They also had. A, they still went ten and six the year before without Joshie boy.
2: Let's talk about their weapons back then too. That because. Do they have weapons as... Uh, Is Aaron Hernandez still alive then? Hernandez was peaking as a player then. The Gronk was doing well. And Wes Welker was basically eating people alive underneath. So that you could argue... I, I would say like the, the one thing they didn't have in 2011 until the playoffs was McDaniels. But what they did have was probably the best collection of offensive skill position talent that they had in the, in the Brady-Belichick era. I think they've... Look... I'm not saying Josh McDaniels is going to be a great head coach in Las Vegas. He's certainly got to work on his people skills, mm-hmm. but the Patriots lose something with his tactical new walking out the door.
1: Right. By the way, just you know, as an aside, yeah, because I know how much you uh, you like to correct me. the uh, The Bronco, the uh, Patriots won a Super Bowl when uh, Josh McDaniels was on the defensive side of the ball.
2: Was that the first one? Yeah. Okay.
1: Like, I love doing that. Twenty years ago, I, right? lo- I love correcting. Yeah, good you. for you. Yeah, they were on the, but their their defense is really good. Are you? So s- clearly, you got to give Josh so,
2: McDaniels credit for. So that. you're you're saying that you're, but what you're telling me is that they didn't lose anything when he left. I'm sorry. I mean, he's run, he has run that offense for the last for the last ten seasons. I don't think I, I don't think you can say that that you're not hurting if you're the Patriots when you lose him from your staff.
1: So you really think Josh McDaniels is a genius offensively,
2: right? He's a guy. He's got a very bright offensive but mind. But look what he did with the Patriots.
1: They did, they didn't win Super Bowls without him, right? Right. Then you might as well pick the Raiders to win the division.
2: The Raiders are the wild card in the AFC West, and the wild card factor is how good a head coach Josh McDaniels is. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win the division. So you think it's going to be yeah the Belichick 2.0, as in he learned from his people skills, failures of his past job, yeah. and succeeds. Yeah, I hate to say it. So but. wait, so you're you're putting down the loss of McDaniels to the Patriots and you're saying he's going to come in and guide the Raiders to a division title? I think he might. Well, look at the talent he has
1: now. He has great offensive weapons coming up after <laughs> the break. Coming up after the break. Maybe one reason why Tyreek Hill left is because Patrick Mahomes got a lot of money, right? Now we saw what Deshaun Watson got, right? Right. million guaranteed. Russell wants a new contract. The Broncos are going to start losing players if Russell gets what he wants. That's next.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, it is 420 in the Big Fat City. What are you doing for dinner tonight? Well, I got a way I can fatten you up. You got to go to Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. You're going to absolutely love going there. Their ribs are fantastic. They smoke their ribs, their brisket, their meatloaf, their corned beef. Their corned beef, Reuben, is fantastic. Uh, Dave, the owner, you know, he's had a lot of different restaurants. He has a chicken marsala on the menu that is absolutely fantastic. It, you could... Put this in any five-star restaurant and say it's the best thing on the menu that's how good smoking dave's barbecue and brew is not to mention their sides fantastic their mac and cheese is outrageously good their baked beans i don't even like baked beans but i eat those because it has a little bit of brisket in it and some pork in it so stinking good you got to go to smoking dave's barbecue and brew you can see them when you drive up to Estes park but they also have a location in north denver go check them out
0: time now for the buzz the buzz is presented by mighty plumbing and heating why does mighty plumbing and heating have over 600 five-star reviews no one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer go to mightyph.com i think
1: i could be wrong but there's nothing wrong with making patrick mahomes at the time the highest paid quarterback in football but maybe that had something to do with bringing back tyreek hill although he wanted a ton of money for a dependent position and you and I will get in into that a little bit more. I don't care how good you are as a wide receiver. Um although there are some there are some who have thrived without great quarterback play. Not many, but some. Mm-hmm. Then you have Deshaun Watson, $230 million guaranteed. I'm sure Russell Wilson looks at Deshaun Watson's deal and says, man, I bet I can get some of that. Here's the problem though. No team since 2011 has won a Super Bowl with a quarterback making more than 12.5% of the overall payroll. Mm -hmm. Knowing that Tyreek Hill just left town, should Wilson consider not taking the top salary like Tom Brady never Mm -hmm. had to be the highest paid quarterback if he truly wants to win more Super Bowls? He should. Think you will? Uh, I don't think so. You know what's funny? I was talking to somebody I I think it was on the phone or on Twitter mm-hmm. and they brought up and I brought up that point and they said, well, Tom Brady uh, didn't need to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks because his wife makes X number of dollars. Doesn't Russell Wilson's wife make a lot of money, too? She's a singer, right? Yes. She makes a lot of money.
2: She's doing I mean, she's doing very well. Um I mean, I think her her net worth is not kind of in the Giselle category. No, I'm looking it up and like it that her net worth and it says twenty million dollars.
1: Well, That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I I think that Giselle is like four hundred million, but that's yes. not the point. I <laughs> don't I don't think those kids are going to be uh, the missing cri- meals if Russell
2: decides to retire. It's the Chris Rock uh, sketch about the difference between being rich, being, being wealthy,
1: wealthy, wealthy. So yeah. Ciara is rich, right? gazelle's wealthy well no she's not wealthy either she's not worth a billion dollars that's not wealthy she can't buy an nfl team oh well she neither can, buy, can peyton manning she can buy a lot of other things she can but but yeah. none of them athlete generally speaking athletes are not wealthy they're not we're talking a 1000000000 we well, We're not plus. talking about
2: nfl team wealth. i'm just talking about just the fact that one is worth 20 times more than the other. We're going to
1: find out what kind of guy Russell Wilson is if he wants to be the highest paid quarterback. And I'm not saying that he doesn't
2: deserve the money. Okay. Now, I it's funny that you mentioned the Super Bowl winners. How about if we took, like, if you talk about quarterbacks who were in the Super Bowl. Quarterback winners. See. Winners. I I don't think you can look. If in, you're second, yeah. you're last. But you you get there and one game can be kind of a random outcome because your offensive line is shredded and that happens to be where the opponent's strength is in the pass rush. I mean, these things happen. Actually, the, if you go by the Super Bowl team to the 21st century, the percentage that was the highest percentage of the cap for any quarterback starting the Super Bowl it was actually Peyton Manning uh, for the Colts when they lost to the Saints. 18.8%. If Tom Brady had to be the highest
1: paid quarterback in the league and he deserved it pretty much every year, mm-hmm. think the Pats win all those Super Bowls?
2: No. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, they might not have had. I mean, they, interesting. Yeah, they might. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, as I said weeks and weeks ago,
1: and now I'm hearing it all over national media. Tom Brady never had to be the highest paid quarterback on his team, and I said the difference between him and Aaron Rodgers is this: Aaron Rodgers is probably more talented, and Tom Brady is less greedy. And Tom Brady's a great quarterback, and he is the best of all time.
2: Well, let's let's go by. What the cap is going to be in 2024? It's expected to be 260 million, because that's when the big bump is coming. Remember how they, the, the league and the NFLPA, agreed to kind of stagger the COVID losses over a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So that's why the big salary cap bump is still two years away. Right. If Russell Wilson were to take even 15 percent of that, that would be 39 million dollars. Oh, he wants more than that. Yeah, let's say fifty million is or fifty million dollars a year. That's going to be about nineteen uh, percent of yeah, that. Well. Yeah. Well, I know you want to play twelve to fifteen
1: more years, Russ, but you also said in the same sentence you want to win mm-hmm. how many more Super Bowls? Three or four? Mm-hmm. Well, good luck with that getting paid fifty million. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it will go up, and I'm with you. But still, I mean that. Look at Tyreek yeah. Hill, who just left the division. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is getting paid. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Kirk Cousins has to get paid. And Deshaun Watson has to get paid. Do you? I don't want to tell anybody that they shouldn't make more money. But if you want to win Super Bowls, Like Tom Brady, and you just said it, he may not have won all those Super Bowls if he had to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. I'm I'm guessing there's a happy medium. I'm not suggesting Russell Wilson should make $31 million a year. The way I would structure a contract is, and I don't know if you're allowed to do it this way, Mm -hmm. with where the cap is, I always get 12.5%. Okay. How's that? It's an open-ended contract with a lot of guarantees. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you can structure something that way. I never make more than twelve and a half percent, but I never make less.
2: Well, the thing, no the, matter the, where the cap is. So maybe what you have to do is you're guaranteeing kind of the money for where the cap is today. Like if you're saying, okay, what's the guarantee, right? Maybe it's the fact that it's if you have to have a concrete number, it's whatever twelve point five percent is in that first year, and then, but you're you're building the escalators in there. Yeah. Okay. So for example, two years from now. Yep. Yeah that would be $32.5 million on a $260 million cap. Okay? To kind of show what you can do between that, the difference between that and being a $50 million a year quarterback, Uh, well, the difference in that is Cortland Sutton. If you play at 12.6%, then... The diff the difference ends up being seventeen and a half million between that and a fifty million dollar paycheck. Right, which means you just got arguably your wide receiver one, and that's the value of taking less money, because it's not it's not like the team is going to sit and put the money in its pocket. You've got to, Everyone's got a salary floor to spend to, and with the with revenues coming in as they are and probably a money bags owner buying the team here at some point later on this year money should not be cash should not be an issue right so it's not like you're giving the money to the team you're giving it to somebody who can help you right what's your goal
1: right yeah john brady's goal is to win titles and he still got paid handsomely and he restructured deals it, it is reported that he has left 60 to 100 million on the table. I think and, it has been yeah. widely reported. Yeah. He has left over the course of his career 60 to 100 million on the table. That may be a conservative estimate, too. Okay. So, with that, with that, is it knowing you made all the money that you made, which mm-hmm. is a lot? Yeah. I'll ask you, would you rather have an extra 80 million in the bank and be considered one of the greatest of all time? Or would you rather have the, or, or, or would you rather give it up and be definitively called the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, knowing you still made
2: a ton of money? You'd rather be the greatest. Well, because you that's know that's what he chose. Once once you get past a certain point, you don't really need any more money, right? I mean Yeah. And and we're talking about kind of ridiculous amounts here. I gotta I gotta
1: feed my kids, man. I gotta take care of my family.
2: Aaron Rodgers, right now, by the way, his average per year value in terms of his contract that he is now on, is $50.271 million. Yeah. Well, He's well over that threshold. Yeah. All
1: right, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the USFL. Not the games, <laughs> not the players, but something very interesting that they have done with their rules that maybe the NFL needs to consider adopting. That's next.
0: Give forever to touch you Cause I know that you feel me so you're the closest hell Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason presented by Silter Harmaza a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Picking, with my big black boots and an old Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. Milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. Okay, the USFL starts this spring. They came out with some
1: new rules that the NFL might want to look at and say, eh, not a bad idea. They're going to have a three-point Extra point for this line of scrimmage will be at the 10-yard line to get one crack at it. They're going to have an alternative onside kick, and this has been talked about. Teams would have the opportunity to run a 4th and 12 play from their own 33-yard line, and if they convert it, they keep the possession. Overtime, two-point shootout. Each team is going to get three plays from the two-yard line, alternating between teams, so... Let's just say Team A's offense will face Team B's defense for a play. Then Team B's defense will go against Team A's defense, so on and so forth. Kind of like penalty kicks in soccer. Right. A team that scores will get two points after three rounds. Uh, you just add up the points, whoever's the most wins. And if it's a tie, well, you just keep going. Uh, up to two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage are legal. Final two minutes of each half, the clock will stop and pass interference Beyond 15 yards, it will no longer be a spot foul, but instead will be a 15-yard penalty. The exception will be if the defender is, a, uh, is judged to intentionally tackle an intended receiver, and then that would be a spot foul. Any of these things tickle your fancy that the NFL should consider adopting?
2: I'll tell you what. Um, I like the two-point shootout after an overtime to break a tie, like if you play fifteen minutes and then go to kind of the two point shootout, So more football. Yeah, just a, if you don't want to have a tie, sure. I, but I, you don't want that to be your, your no.
1: baseline. Uh, so, so then don't include it. Well, what would be boom right away?
2: Three point extra point. I like that. I, I love that. I could do that. Uh, alternative on site kickoff. I love that. I don't like it. Why? Why not? I don't like it because you are penalizing. A team that has a lead. How so? The reason why they settled on this, because the AAF three years ago did something similar, and the reason they settled on this particular distance is because the odds on, on this mirror what the on-site kickoff odds were up to about 2018 when they changed the kickoff alignment rules that made it harder to get on-site kickoffs. I'll tell you why.
1: Want to know why? Why? For this reason. Because there's a difference between Patrick Mahomes running a fourth and twelve and Drew Locke running a fourth and twelve.
2: So, I mean, that's just part of the no. that's part of the value add of having a great quarterback.
1: No, it it you no, know, it, it should be about the kicker. That's what it should be about. You should not give another team an advantage who's trailing because they just happen to have the better quarterback. I don't believe you should. I think you need to make it as even as possible. If you have built a lead, if you have built a 6-point lead, it's about the entirety of the game. It's a 60-minute game. I don't like that gimmick. I really don't. To me, an onside kick is gimmicky enough. And it's not even necessarily about the odds. But if you have but if you have the Raiders offense with Carr and Waller, Devontae Adams, Renfro, Jacobs, you should not be given that big of an advantage knowing that your offense is really, really good as opposed to a team that doesn't have an offense that is really, really good. And the team that doesn't have the offense that's really, really good,
2: they're leading anyway. Well, how do you you propose then... Getting the odds of converting an onside kick back to where they were before because it's based on special teams. Your best players. No, are- but how do you propose getting the odds back to where they were, where it was about a about a fifteen percent chance?
1: I, I, I it, to me, it's not about the odds. It's about the players. It's about the players on the field because, generally speaking, when you're talking about kickers who kick onside kicks, there's nobody who's tremendously better than the other guy.
2: Wake, who would disagree? Who? Of the Falcons, Young Way Ku is terrific on second. Okay, good. He's the only one who's cracked the code. The the Atlanta has an advantage with him.
1: Okay, good. So, what's your percentage of one out of thirty-two? It's pretty low. You have one guy who's really Mm -hmm. good at it. And generally speaking, when it comes to special teams and your hands team, nobody's appreciably, probably Mm -hmm. better than anybody else. It's a level playing field. Okay, you can't put it, it. I don't think it would be right. To reward a team that has the best
2: quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the league when they're trailing,
1: I don't think you should do that.
2: But not always do you have the best quarterback. Some teams just have middle of the road quarterbacks. That's fine. And it's two middle of the road quarterbacks. That's fine. And the and the odds of success are based on the broad based league as a whole. We
1: can agree to that.
2: But you can do any rule change and say it's going to benefit some some more than others.
1: No, I think I think it's like, a bigger benefit if you have a really great,
2: if you have a great quarterback. I'll
1: tell you something else I don't like. Final two minutes of each half, the clock will stop on first downs. Yep, on first down. Yeah, I don't like that. You I know, love it. You love know it. why I don't like it? Why? Because then you're taking game management out of it. Well, actually, if you you're learn if, to manage your
2: timeouts. You know, you know what? I am, I am pro excitement to a to a to a point. Yeah. If you're if you're going to not advocate for this alternate on-site kickoff to get the odds back to where they were before the the rules changes regarding where players could line up on right. the kickoff, then a way to there to help the trailing team, as it were, right. is to have the clock stop in the last two you minutes. You know what that's like? That's
1: like, I, I think they do it in the All-Star game, where if you're down, then you get some big advantage. Do you, do you know what I'm talking
2: about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know what you're I know what you're talking you about. You shouldn't it should yeah. be consistent. The
3: Elam Is that What's what you're that? talking about? The ELA mending? Explain that to me. So you set a target score and then mm-hmm. you're playing to that score instead of playing over no, no. something
2: else. I think the remember the old blue gray all star game? Yeah. You know what they used to do? Tell me. And if you were behind by like three right. scores right. There you go. and you scored Right then, you got the then they the opponent no, kicked BS. off to you again. That's b s. That's no, but I'm that. That's not that's ridiculous. I'll tell you what's exciting. Keep pass interference
1: the way it is. If if you're gonna if you're going to get in the way and, and commit pass interference, it should be at the spot
2: of the. Foul. I agree on that. And here's the thing: like, I don't like a rule that forces to a judge the intent of a player. Because right. that brings gray area yep. in, into it. I mean, I'm intrigued by this, by these rule changes. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the USFL anyway. I do love I'm
1: the three-point
3: extra
2: point.
1: Okay, I like that too. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it,
3: big win for the Nuggets last night, and a big day for Coach Michael Malone today. He'll be around for a while, at least with this team. He's been here seven years already, and hopefully. A lot more success coming to him as he's set to stay with the Nuggets long term. That's coming up next, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
1: On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. I want to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook. He has been my insurance guy for a very long time. Uh, he has a great great crew at farmers insurance the cook insurance group I've worked with Eric for well over five years probably even longer than that probably going on seven or eight years I think Uh, he does my auto my home He's gonna wind up doing my life insurance does my health insurance he really does everything but the thing I really love about Eric is the fact that his his level of communication is just fantastic he is quick to return calls he is quick to return emails Uh, he's even done that on his days off and with that want to bring in Eric how are you my friend we're doing all right. How are you doing this afternoon, Eric? I'm terrific. I love your level of communication. That's the first thing. But I want to talk about another level of communication. I used to work with an insurance guy who did my auto and did my home, and I never heard from him. Year after year, I never heard from him. And I and, and most people think, Well, why do you need to talk to your insurance guy? It's your you know, you talked about it at the front. Why do I need to talk to him moving forward? So why yeah. do you talk to all of your clients? every year.
4: Yeah. So we like to talk to our clients on renewal because everything changes. You know, you may on your home um, update your floors or or do a remodel or something that's not figured into the replacement cost of your, of your current home. So we like to make sure that we're reaching out and that we do have the accurate information on your home um, upgrades, anything like that. Um, Just because when you start looking at uh, the poor people up there in Boulder, thousand homes lost, a lot of people found out that they were underinsured because they didn't review their insurance on a on a yearly basis, uh, renewal on home or even six months to 12 months, depending on when your autos renew. So, you know, we find that that's very important and something that we put top priority in our office is to make sure every one of our clients is called. We're not just sitting on a commission and keeping a policy that's not been upgraded or anything for the last two, three, four, five years and could be very out of date. I know this
1: is purely speculation, but why do you think most insurance people don't follow up year after year?
4: Well, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard work uh, to, to call everybody and, and try to remember stuff about the clients and, you know, have that personal contact with them. But, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, with insurance especially, and this is kind of the industry. um I don't know, I guess it's the fault of the industry is it's new business and and bonus and commission up front. And I think it's really front front filled. That's where, you know, all the big money is. You know, get those new clients on, get those bonuses. So um, sometimes the client that's sitting there and has been with your agency for a long time, they just get forgotten about sometimes.
1: Generally speaking, most farmers agents, they just do the basics, commercial, auto, home, and life. What else do you guys
4: offer? So uh, we're fortunate in that uh, we also offer health insurance and um, individual as well as as group insurance for businesses. So we've uh, been able to do that. Um, And we also have a life and financial specialist that offices with us that uh, can look at the whole picture, not just a, yeah, you need a term policy or this or that, and then you're on your way because you get a a discount on your auto or home so we do have somebody specifically in our office that sits down looks at the whole financial picture and comes up with um, you know a lot of uh, different options for, for people that may not you know be given um, you know from somebody who's not willing to take the time to look at uh, the whole picture
1: I want to you know point something out to our listeners and our viewers on milehighsports.com again I've worked with Eric for a long time I first met Eric when he started doing my health insurance And this is really important. So I hope everybody is listening out there. When you have a major medical bill, whether it's a surgery or something like that, you get all of these crazy letters. You get all of these numbers that you don't understand. And, Eric, you know as well as anyone, I would call you a lot and say, I don't know what this is, I don't know what that is. I I can tell you firsthand to everybody listening and everybody watching, I didn't understand half the stuff. And every time I called, Eric would answer the phone. He'd say, I'll make a phone call for you. I will help you take care of it. When you work with Eric Cook at the Cook Insurance Group, Farmer's Insurance, he is going to hold your hand if you need it to make sure everything is right. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, a lot of insurance people are not that way. I mean, when we went through my son's surgery, I can't even begin to tell you, Eric, how many times I called. (laughs) But, but, but your bedside manner was just so fantastic. And that's the type of care you give to all of your clients. And it's not just me.
4: That's right. That's right. Everybody gets the same, same care. You know, that's what we do. And, And we find that it's important, not just leaving people out there on a limb. Hey, figure it out yourself. It can be confusing. You know, people don't deal with surgeries all the time, you know, and then when you get bombarded with the bills, it's, well, what do I do? I've never been through this. So that's where we step in and want to help as much as we can.
1: And I hate to steal somebody else's advertising campaign, but you're, but you're not getting the Mahomes rate. You're not getting the Rogers rate, and you're not getting the Goodman rate. <laughs> That's you right. Are, everybody <laughs> is getting the same thing, this That's type right. of customer service. Eric, how do people get a hold of you?
4: Well, the easy way to call me is going to be 303-790-8089.
1: Again, that number, 303-790-8089, 790-8089. Eric, thank you for all you have done for me and my family. You have been an absolute lifesaver. Communication is everything, and I say this all the time, that you, you need to treat every client like they are your only client. And for all of these years, you have made me feel that way. I so appreciate it.
4: It's my pleasure, Eric, and thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure to talk with you. And, uh, yeah, have a great rest of your show.
1: Thanks, C.E. Yeah, see ya. All right, late. Way. Time now for the final
0: word. The final word. Are you ready? Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan. With Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. <laughs> just in case you missed it presented by mountain high appliance colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in louisville colorado springs and now open in their new store in
3: littleton go to mountainhighappliance.com just in case you missed it on the heels of a big home win over the clippers the nuggets and head coach michael malone have agreed to a multi-year extension it's uh, the seventh year of his tenure in the mile high city right now and the details of the contract are yet to be released but your reaction to malone's extended job security
1: well deserved i know he rags on his players i don't have a problem with that he's ragging on effort that's what he is doing and if you watch the games you can see sometimes the effort isn't there what is he supposed to say nothing i love the fact that that he speaks out sometimes maybe you can cross the line. Brian Shaw, when he was the head coach here, crossed the line. Mm-hmm. Michael Malone does not do that.
2: Brian Shaw didn't have as much to work with as Michael Malone, but there is a difference in how they go about things. And uh, even though he's hard on his players, he's respected by and large by his players. And certainly now that, uh, uh, that that respect will, will be sort of uh, underscored by having a little bit uh, more security there in terms of, uh, of his own job so
3: win-win I think for the nuggets
1: Is that all we want to do? You want to do one more?
3: I was hoping to just keep it on time and head to break.
1: You're a smarter man than me. Hmm. Coming up after the break, big news coming out of the AFC West. Instead of guys coming in, we have one big name going out. How is that going to shape the race to win the AFC West? That's next. I need
3: an alarm system.